morning, morning, morning. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio, y'all. And let's first start off in decency and order, y'all. And we're going to come out of 1 John 2 and 6. And it says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Short and simple. If you claim to be a disciple of Christ, claim to be a Christian, you have to be, you have to live the lifestyle. You have to be the example like Jesus was the example for other people that are not Christians, other people that don't know Christ. If you say you live that life, be about it. Amen. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for everything that you've brought us through this week, God. Continue to bless us. Continue to help us. God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the, all the blessings that you bestowed on us. God, we thank you for health. We thank you for our jobs. We thank you for never giving up on us when we even gave up on ourselves. God, bless us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. God, take out anything that is not of you. Change a mindset. Change out sickness. Take it out of our body right now in the name of Jesus. Bless everybody that's listening to this broadcast that they could be able to say, what can I do to be saved? Reach out to the masses. Go out to the people that haven't been reached before, God. Be able to touch somebody with this broadcast so they can be able to learn something. They could be able to hear something that could be as a confirmation, a way of change, or something that could be able to encourage them to go forward. God, we just thank you for all that. We say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. We got Dr. Clay. Dr. Clay, she's not going to be in the building, but we got Reverend K here. Amen. Amen. They're going to just change up mics on me. Okay, it's cool. Amen. 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 All right, we are in the building. But like always, it's Pastor Jane. Like always, I got something to say. And you can find me at Anointed Jalon on Instagram or Twitter. Or you can find me on at Pastor Jalon on Facebook. And um, go download Jesus, You Make Me Happy. It was just uh, distributed on United Masters. Go check out United Masters. You can be able to see it. And, yeah, that's me, Pastor Jay. Amen. This is Chris Johnson. Um, you can find me at SingChrisJ on Facebook and on Instagram, as well as SingChrisJ.com. And go get Chasing After You. New music is coming soon. Amen. Amen. And let's Amen. not forget about... The Love Child. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr. Marvinetta Clay, who she, would, she had some family issues that she had to deal with today. But go follow her at M. Clay, Dr. Marvinetta Clay, Clay M. Marvinetta, all that good stuff, and go download her song "Worship Forever" and her new single "Flyway" is on the press. It's gonna come out soon. Amen. Amen. And I think we announced this already. And if you didn't know, every Anointed Radio host has been nominated for a Key Award for 2020 for about five categories each. Yep. Amen. Amen. So we gotta put our paperwork in, or it's not gonna matter. <laughs> Probably gonna put mine in this, hopefully this week. <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. Amen. So, um, we got announcements. All right. 
clean his late. Oh, there you go. Hey, man, this is Reverend Jesse. Jesse Jackson. I thought your name was free. That's my nickname. <laughs> oh, okay. Praise I'm just playing. My name Reverend Fred Jackson, and we're here for your daily announcements. Uh-huh. And hold yourself accountable for the parking lot. Because the parking lot has been complaining about the church across the street. If you're parking in a parking lot, please don't do that no more, because they will tow you. You talk about the dirt lot across the street? Yes, sir. Don't park over at New Bethel, Sign of the Rock, Missionary, and Me Church, because they will tow you. Amen. Had to put that announcement out there, but announcement goes as shown. We have Dr. Is he a doctor? No, I don't know. Bishop, pastor, and Tom Pearson coming on with the Calvary this week. Uh-huh. At 8 o'clock on Thursday. Oh, is that 8? I thought it was 8 o'clock. I don't know what time. That's my bedtime, but we're going to be at the space of grace for the Calvary. Uh-huh. And there's going to be some blessed singers. It's about 47,000 singers singing in attendance that day. Hallelujah. Don't plan to leave early. Don't plan to be late. Because you're going to miss something. Uh Hallelujah. My God. And it's Christmas time. So it's about 50,000 Christmas musicals happen over the valley of Las Vegas. Speaking of musical, there's one tonight or this afternoon at the Victory Missionary Baptist Church on Monroe. Victory. At Victory. Mm. 3 o'clock p.m. Be there, be squared. Uh Uh And then you have on December the 15th, Dr. Rose Gaston will be installed as the senior pastor pastor. of the God's House International Missionary Baptist Church of God in Christ. Be there. That service starts at 3 p.m. After your church service. So go get you some chicken from Mario's or something and then go to church. Mario's good. You got to get that catfish. Or get you some catfish from Mario's. Uh My God. Praise God. I want to be sponsored by Mario's and get some catfish. I don't know about that. You keep praying. Amen. And then you got the uh, New Year's services going on. All over the valley. All over the valley. I know Ram Reconciliation will be having one at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. on the 31st. Uh, Mountaintop is having one at 7 p.m. Yes. And guess who's a featured artist on that night? Who's featured? The Chris Johnston. That boy be chasing. <laughs> that boy be chasing. Yes, he do. You oh, find yeah. him everywhere because he be chasing. My God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Praise God. Uh, we gonna These are your announcements. Please hold yourself Govern accountable. Govern yourselves accordingly. Please, You're still sponsored by the Raiders. But almost sponsored by Mario. And Smiths. And Smiths. Please refrain and before church. 
from smoking in the parking lot. They smoke in the parking lot. They smoke right before they come to church in the parking lot. Please refrain from smoking in the parking lot That's of new church. Parts. Probably so or cools. They still smoke cools. I thought it was new parts. That's the older members. Please, because we do not have ashtrays out in the parking lot. We don't have gum, so we smell it on your breath. We don't got cologne, so we smell it on your church clothes. You know grandmama wouldn't approve of that. But we working on you. We ain't judging you. We just saying bye and bye. <laughs> Amen. That's church announcements. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to go ahead and go in the mixing and get some good Christmas songs going. And Is it Kurt Franklin? No. Okay, I have to ask. <laughs> and then we'll have at 730 Reverend Kathy's interview, y'all. So, see y'all in a minute. See, he try to come back. Ain't that something? See y'all in a minute, y'all. I got a fire cleaner. No, you're not. night without a place to rest Not knowing whether home was north, south, east or west But give me one star just one simple line And I'll never walk alone again at night Many times it seemed that I would never find my way Lose sight on Just one simple line And I'll never walk alone again at night So give me a star
There are no words that I can say No reservations that I could make No expectations you haven't met I'm moving forward and my eyes are set
but goody and I just realized myself that that song was on Home Alone last night when I watched Home Alone putting up the Christmas tree Merry Christmas everybody it's the holiday season and we're going to go into the interview with Reverend K the former host of she and she should be called woman <laughs> amen the president of all women's and church no, I'm just playing <laughs> But um, we have Reverend Kathy, everybody. Woo-hoo. Hey, man. Woo-hoo. Yeah. My voice is gone. <laughs> that girl good. <laughs> so we're going to start off with an uh, icebreaker question. All right. All right. The icebreaker question is, 
what's your favorite Christmas dessert? Sweet potato pie. Okay. Hands down. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, never. Not when my mom make it. That pot, patty pie is overrated, but. Oh. Sorry. It's fine. Speak just, truth. Just going to tell Patty about <laughs> her pie. Listen, your pie is overrated, lady. Your, it your is. Pie. My <laughs> mama's pie is better than that. And, and a lot of people don't realize there's two things that, <laughs> I think it's just because people be in a rush and people be lazy. First of all, you're supposed to put, put, patty, patty pie. Pa pa put the patty pie in, in the, the oven. oven. <laughs> yeah, it's just made enough so it could be store-bought, but it needs to be cooked. Yeah, we've tried that too. Yeah. It's a no. Now, let's oh, okay. get my mama's pie. We good. Did y'all know those uh, Hawaiian rolls supposed to be baked too? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't ever. We didn't bake them this past Thanksgiving. We just I, ate them. I just eat. I got a pack on the refrigerator right now. I thought they was like dinner rolls. Dinner rolls, just grab a big bag. Because before those Hawaiian bread came out, everybody waited for that big bag that you got from Safeway or Costco, <laughs> uh, the, the dinner rolls. That's California Safeway. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. for the Las Vegas people. Bonds. Yeah, same, same thing. Yeah. Same people. And get that big bag of dinner rolls. And by the time, man, especially kids, we used to get, we may get some butter, put some sugar on it, chew on it. Man, that was a snack. That was one of the midnight snacks. <laughs> just love them dinner rolls. So, Reverend K, where are you from? I'm from um, Illinois, from Chicago, Illinois. Well, I was born in Aurora, Illinois, but... Yeah, I'm from Illinois. Okay. We traveled, though, all over. My dad was military. Okay. So we were everywhere in every state. I think all my siblings were born in different states. Like, that's how much we moved, so. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Dang. Where your hometown? Oh, Chicago. Where your hometown? Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky. Like, wow. all my siblings, California, Beverly Hills. All my siblings were, we were all born in different states. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's busy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I was military and I didn't go that many places. Well, I didn't stay that lane that long. So one thing I wanted to ask is when did you first come to Christ? You know, so by way of the church, um, I'd have to say come back to Christ was um, in 2004. 2005 somewhere in there but I was raised in the word mm -hmm. so it was different for me my dad um, he didn't take us to church because he was like our first pastor he taught us from the book at home so I can honestly say the first time I had knowledge of God I was probably eight years old um, studying the word at home every Sunday morning getting out of bed real early like oh my god you know so I think I had knowledge of God at a very very early age established faith at a very early age like we've seen some miracles happen when we were 10 or 11 years old and that was years ago i was born in 66 so you know it don't look like it at all well look at god won't he do it yeah just celebrated my 53rd birthday i'm proud and i'm excited amen yeah to god be the glory you came a mighty long way yes sir <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, um, one thing I could say is, when did you accept calling to become a minister? 2005. 2005, I accepted my call. I didn't even know what was happening to me. It was one of those moments where you know you're hearing God in a different way. I've always heard God, but I'm hearing something different. 
and I'm hearing this this pulling this urge to preach. I had no idea what that meant. I went to one of the mothers in the church and I was crying because I was afraid because I was a woman. And I'm like, I think God is calling me to preach. And I'd really never seen that many women growing up, you know, especially starting off at home. You know, then your first TV pastor was Fred Price back in the day, you know. And so I really didn't see women preachers. So I was afraid. And I went to the mother of the church and I told her, and she said, well, I'll take you under my wing. But then at that time, the pastor said, no, I'll start a class for those that desire, you know, to understand the word of God and accept their call. And so I went through that. Um, and it was about 18 months just studying the word, like really. And it was amazing because I never knew the book talk. This is going to sound crazy. I never knew that it's, I knew it spoke to others. I never knew it would speak to me. And I remember one day I was studying Joseph and I just started crying because I'm like, I don't understand this word. I'm reading King James Version. Um, and I'm crying sitting at my computer. I'm like, Lord, I don't understand this word. And without a doubt, it seemed like it appeared um, that the keys on the keyboard, like letters would pop up with interpretation. Like I can see wow. the word coming wow. to life. And I remember just crying because I realized that God understood what I needed. And I mean, it was amazing. It, you know, my call, it was, it was different. I was the first woman licensed in the history of New Revelation Baptist Church. In their 17 years history, they had not had a woman preacher license and I was there first. And it just opened the door for others. There's several women preachers now, but you know, I was the first one that they licensed at that church. Wow. So it was a milestone, you know, it was, it was amazing. I knew I was in the right place at the right time. Amen. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. So kind of fast forwarding now, what revelations have you seen going from when you first started preaching to now? You know, I, I know one thing that I can honestly say is that God, God is so amazing in what he shows us opposed to what we want to see. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that's happening right now in the world and in the churches that most people take a blind eye to. You know, they just turn away from it because so many things have been tolerated in the kingdom. And for me, it's like, I, I like to say that I'm cut from a different cloth. I have to say what I see. Timing is, you know, important. But when God releases, I have to say what I see. You know, there's no, because what you don't want, you don't want to compromise the soul. I'll put it that way. There's a timing that God releases to um, his mouthpieces. You don't want to compromise that soul. And you don't want that on your, your heart or your hands. Like he spoke to Ezekiel and said, warn the people. You know, and then I think it's around 36 and then 37. If you don't warn the people, this is what's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. You never want that on your soul to where you're so comfortable and complacent and being friendly that you can't, you know, concern yourself with that soul. That soul is what's going, you know, up or down. So I think that's really what it is, just to be real in who God made you as in this, in this vessel and do what the Lord says, regardless if you lose friends or gain them. It doesn't matter. If you gain that soul, you know, we won. Right. Right. We're winning right. against the enemy. It's not a fight against each other. 
we win when we fight for each other in the spirit, when we can see the soul, when we can see, you know, what, what the enemy is really after. We win when we can get that soul out of, you know, transgression and sin and out of the hands of the enemy. That's my, that's my fight now. I guess because I used to be a fighter in school. Mm-hmm. I used to lay hands, different hands on people. <laughs> I used to lay different hands on people. And so I think that that's some of the things that God really gets the glory out of using. He uses that boldness. He uses that fight. He uses that person that was little but not scared. That's what he uses for me, you know. Okay. So I'll go snatch one of my sisters back from the enemy real quick. You know, that's my job. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I'm listening. This is good. What is your favorite Bible verse? Yo, go to. Jude 1, 24 through 25. Now unto him that is able to keep you from I like the benediction. I like the benediction, and I think it's because it settles a matter. You know, when you, you can preach everything, but until you close the book, until you give that last blessing, you know, that, that benediction is like, now we know, you know, from there. Ministry doesn't end, it starts. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is closed, it's sealed. Let's go, let's go carry whatever word we've received out. We've been given the blessing, we've been given the authority, we've been given the power to move. Let's roll with it, you know. So, Jude 1, 24 and 25. Okay. That's the very first person I ever said that's I'm right. sure. <laughs> so, I'm sure you know that. Um, so, kind of tell us a little bit about your book. You know what, my book, whoo, Jesus, here we go. Put y'all the seatbelt, Pastor Jay. It ain't for everybody. It ain't for the faint at heart. My book was really um, written from a, um, a hurtful place. Mm. I learned a lot of what not to do in church by having it done to me. Um, I was manipulated by a pastor, fell into a relationship, mm. you know, and not just one, but a couple of marriage like my book is is my life it's really my life in ink that's what i classify my book as it's really what happened to me my side of the story now everybody can tell their side and then somewhere in between is what they consider the truth but my 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 book is an open book it really is transparent it tells you what i did and so it's not so much to focus on what happened to me but it's all the disobedient. Every time I heard God and I didn't listen. Every time he said no and I, I made it a yes because mm-hmm. I wanted it to be. Right. Every time he said stop and I went. Every time he said no and I grabbed. You know what I'm saying? It's like you hear God, but you choose to hear God. Right. And so he had to really show me. I think it was a training ground for him to show me his voice. And sometimes we blame the devil. But a lot of times it's our own voice. Because it's, it's rooted in our desires and our needs and our wants. And so we try to tell God, this is what I want. So I'm going to get this. Not, <laughs> Lord, you know, show me. This is what I want and I'm going to get this. Or this is what I want to do and I'm going to do this. Instead of being in back of God for him to open the door. You opening the door saying, come on, God. So that book really shows um, my immaturity in the word. You know, my hastiness in the word. My ignoring God's voice, like it, it, it was a hurtful place because I, I kept doing everything wrong, mm-hmm. everything wrong. And it seems right on the outside. You get married, you know what I'm saying? It looks good. I was a pastor's wife, you know what I'm saying? It, it looks good from one point, but you don't tell the part where God told you don't marry the dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't tell the part where God said, oh, no, 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 I didn't call him for you. What are you doing? 
You don't tell the part where you're laying down praying, asking God to help you out of this marriage. Because now you done married someone that's been cheating on you from day one, 16 days into your marriage, you find love letters to somebody else. Like, no one really wants to tell their truth. Right. They want to tell what they want, think you want to hear. I'm trying to get to the root of the raw. Look, you can't handle my truth. This is why I know you couldn't walk in my shoes. You, you may buy a pair like them. But you couldn't walk the walk that I walked because this right. is this has been real to me. This yeah. is about it, it's really about my mistakes, my errors, and you know I don't list the names of the people, but if you know me, you know who they are. If you don't know me and you want to know, I'll tell you. I ain't gonna put them on the radio, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna do them like that. I don't want them to have that airtime. I don't even want them to have that you know moment because right. it, it it really doesn't highlight anything. But I will tell people that ask. People haven't asked that read the book. They haven't asked. But they've related. A lot of women related. Because women don't tell women nowadays, me too. They don't tell that. They don't say, so did I. Because mm-hmm. we in church. You don't want to say, I slept with the preacher. Who want to hear that? You, you don't want to say he manipulated me too in his bed. You don't, you don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're really not telling the truth. So we all float in church like angels. And we sit down in our glorified self. And we act like, you know, to God be the glory. I've been through nothing. That's not my story. I'm not shiny and polished. Mm-hmm. I'm raw and uncut. If you really want the real version, see me. Yeah. That's powerful because I think on just anointed radio as a platform, I've heard that same testimony. Yeah. A couple times. A couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just once. And it's it's powerful to know that more people are coming out to be like, you know, because it's not always, just not even the pastor, the deacon, yeah, the evangelist, mm-hmm. the bishop. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's everybody. Every, everybody. Everybody. Because they, they use the word for their own, their yeah. own agenda. And, and we've seen that prior in history, and that's why Paul told Timothy, you know, show the show who's really about the word yeah. and show who's not about the word. You know, the first time it happened, it was crazy because I see I understand me now and and God now. Because the, the pastor used the word of God. Have you ever read the story about David and Bathsheba? You know, and I'm like, no. Oh, it's a beautiful love story. You know, so I'm more intrigued. Now, granted, I was raised in the Word of God. Back then when my parents were younger, you had the Noah Ark story, you know, mm-hmm. those little mm-hmm. things. You didn't hear about the prophets so much, you know, in, in as a little girl. Not back in my days, you didn't. And so when I heard about David and Bathsheba, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, this is amazing or this is this or whatever. But he used the Word to twist so that he can position himself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and that to me was heart heartbreaking because I trusted you as a pastor, but then I ha- I was confused about my feelings. Like, am I supposed to have these feelings for this man? You know what I'm saying? And it really messed me up. But I remember hearing God, and this was amazing, because I'm laying in this dude's bed. He out on revival. You know, he had to put his wife and kids out. And I remember hearing God say, get up. Get up and get out. And I'm like, where am I supposed to go? I was homeless. Where am I supposed to go? I had a car. He said, get up and get out. I started packing my stuff, putting them in. At that time, I had a Magnum, putting them in my Magnum. I drove crying, screaming on the freeway, like literally screaming, where am I supposed to go? God told me, he said, if you don't get up, what's, hap- what's going to happen to this man is going to happen to you too. Then the hard part was, he told me, go before the church and tell them. Are you kidding me? 
Like, seriously, go before the church. Confess your sins. Mm -hmm. Let them know. And so when it came time for that door to open, I had to stand up and tell the truth. I told them what happened. You know, and at first everybody was looking at me one way because it was sneaking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They kind of knew, but they weren't saying anything. But people can pick up on stuff. And so I think they felt like I was for it. And I probably was physically for it. But spiritually, I was confused. Mm -hmm. I was really confused. And so when it came out, I had more people embracing me afterwards than when it was happening. They didn't know. You know, they didn't know. And the funny part was when it all came out that day, I wasn't the only female that stood up. Wow. It was about My eight of us. God. So that set the, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it allowed us to realize what we were really dealing with in the spirit. Seriously. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't just me. After I spoke, women came and spoke behind me. So I, I'm used to setting a standard mm -hmm. for women to follow. I'm the first minister licensed. Here come other ministers. I'm the first woman that stood up at that meeting and, and confessed, you know, what I did wrong. Not just pointing fingers at him, but what I did. And here come other women down that same aisle confessing. And so I wrote that book so whoever gets their hands on it understand what they don't have to do. You know what I'm saying? No one told me, not one senior, not a mother on a mother row, you know. No one told me, baby, watch yourself. Before I got there, and y'all knew this dude. Y'all knew who y'all had as a pastor. But nobody warned me. But I bet you after that happened to me, I warned every woman I saw in there, stay away. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let's if we're going to really cover ourselves, let's tell the truth. Mm -hmm. If you know, it's like back in the club. I'm used to stuff like that in the club. Your girl come up, oh, I see homeboy. He looking good. Uh-uh. He a player. You know, you we would tell in the club. We don't tell in the church. <laughs> Mic <Mike laughs> drop. So, um, Reverend K, so quickly, tell us about your new position, how you are now positioned. Oh, God is so good. I am now the... Um, president for Pride of the West District Women's Department. Um, it's a district level um, position. I'm so excited because how I got this position is, is beyond me, honestly. I was in Second Baptist last year for one of their conventions and um, I'm sitting there listening to this man preach. I was supposed to be at Evergreen because I had just uh, preached their women's uh, service and I was supposed to go back for their afterglow service. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't move. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I was going over there that Tuesday because um, I had to pick up my check from preaching. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I needed gas to get to work. So <laughs> I was going to get my check, but I heard the Lord say, don't yeah. chase that money. That's what he told me. He wow. said, don't chase that money. And so I sat there. I said, okay, God. I sat there and listened to this man preach. He preached, um, and God remembered Noah. And I'm sitting there, and it seemed like it was me and God's voice. I couldn't see anything around me. All I can do is hear God. And he kept on talking about how Noah thought that God forgot about him, and God remembered him. He remembered him when he, you know, told him to build the, the ark, and it rained. He remembered him after he was on, you know, the ark and the, the land riding. So I'm like, I kept inserting my name there. God, remember Kathy. God, remember Kathy. And so after the service, um, I was approached by the moderator, Pastor Anthony Nixon, pastor of um, Pleasant Grove, and his wife. And they had said that God told them, God showed them me as that uh, 
for the president position. And I was shocked because I knew God told me to stay. Mm -hmm. I knew he said, don't chase the money. And I knew he said he remembered me. So it fell in place for me. And I just cried when they, you know, asked me to be. And since then, it's just like hit the ground running. Let's do this. You know, this position is really for women. It, it's not even my position. It's our position for each other to help each other grow, to encourage each other, to uplift each other, to build a platform where more of the me's can come in. You know, those that were shunned, those were rejected, those were overlooked, those that were scared to say, I have a calling. Those that didn't understand what was going on inside of them spiritually. This is that platform, this is that door, this is that opening for us to gather women together and, and do something, do something amazing, you know, in this city. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I'm ready to roll. We launched, let me say this, we launched our first campaign. It's called um, Operation 2 by 2 and it's really just to draw awareness to all women to travel in groups of at least two or more when shopping, mall, whatever the case may be, because of the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the you know mysterious disappearance. We were on Fox 5 News a couple weeks ago. We got an interview on Envision 15, which is a Spanish station. Mm. Like, the next day after that, they were so intrigued with the story that they wanted to bring it to the Hispanic community. And so right now I have some people working on my flyer to translate it in Spanish so that it, you know what I'm saying, it, it right. reaches everyone. It, it, it matters to everyone. So I'm really excited about what God has in store for this position. I'm just sitting back following orders from him. Amen. Amen. What we doing today, God? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well... I was in a service. Um, I lead worship at the church at one o'clock called Free Believers, and you came in oh, yeah. on one Sunday and you presented a reward to one of the members, one yes. of the uh, lady members of the uh, Angelina Barnes uh -huh, of the church. And can you speak a little bit of what that is and why you gave it to her and yes. what the criteria is? You know, so under my women's ministry, which is out of the cage ministries, that's where and she shall be called woman came about, you know, that radio station under that umbrella. And uh, so that God gave birth to also a Chrysalis Award. That's what it was. No, no, Chrysalis is basically... I'm going to just say this. Y'all people be coming up with these words. Listen. I got edumacation. I, I'm not educated. I'm this is simple. <laughs> this is simple. Chrysalis, Calvary. It's the C words that they be using in big words. For Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Who better? Fall after Christ. Chrysalis is really... It's a silk um, cocoon that the butterfly goes in. Okay. God was showing me it at, he, he I guess, so yeah, look. I guess that's better because you said the, cocoon award. You'd be like, cocoon? Yeah, that's a cocoon. Right. Yeah. I cocoon. Well, you call it cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. So God was showing, God told me, and God is, if you know God and you hear God, God will have you out here looking crazy. You right. Ain't God said study the butterfly. I said, okay, I don't even know why I'm studying a butterfly, but I begin to study. And then I started learning about this chrysalis, and he began to show me how a butterfly transforms from the caterpillar in the chrysalis to the butterfly. It's real deep in detail, you know, because they have to absorb some of the liquid. You know, they liquefy in that chrysalis, and then but they build a, a shell around it, and it's hard, or they that silk... Uh, chrysalis that they weave around themselves and they have to hang they hang by what is considered a umbilical cord the source that they're hanging from is the only source that they can rely on like us with god like all you have you hanging on to what just his unchanging hand god right. you know and so as they're transforming so anyway fast forward god showed me this vision for this chrysalis award he said give it to the women that have been overlooked that feel under 
you know, worthy, that feel, you know, that I've forgotten about them. Show them that I was waiting for them to transform from the caterpillar to the butterfly. Now they can fly. And so I kept saying, okay. So we put an um, advertisement out, vote for people, vote. So we had someone vote for Ajalina. Now what we did, we had people vote for other people. It was like 15 different names. We prayed. Mm-hmm. We prayed. And we had to do it to where God had to show us, not just, you know what I'm saying, the people but us, that this was his doing. So we prayed, and then I said, okay, everybody send me the name separately so we could see who all. Do you know everybody had that girl name? Wow. Wow. Everybody. We didn't even know her. We had no idea who she was, never met her, never been to Free Believers, nothing. Everybody had Ajalina, I think with the exception of one. But it was Ajalina all day. And I felt it in my soul it was her. So we contacted the person that nominated her. And we, you know, they got in contact with their pastor, Pastor Moore, and set up a date for us to come and surprise her. Now, we're on the other side excited. We getting more gifts. We want this. We want the flowers. We, I mean, because God said to really give her the best. And so we were just getting all kind of stuff. Gift cards, like whatever it was, there was no holding back, right? Mm-hmm. We get there. I see her. She doesn't even know why we're there. Right. She has no idea. We didn't know that. And she said this on, because um, I had her on Facebook Live. We didn't know that days prior to that, she was battling. We didn't know that she, mm-hmm. you know, had suicidal thoughts. We didn't know that she contemplated being in the bathroom at Free Believers, not coming out. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't know she was going through that. We didn't know at the time that she was on a fast that was ending that day. We had no idea. Like I said, we didn't even know this young lady. But we knew God sent us to her. That's all we knew. We knew God said her name. We knew God said give her the best. And we knew God said go. And here we show up at Free Believers during their service, and we surprised her with the gifts. And you're talking about surprise. That baby did not expect it. She fell to her knees, Mm -hmm. began to worship God, because she said she saw us come in. And she said, I knew it wasn't for me. I was just trying to figure out who it was for. Yeah. She did. That, you know what I'm saying? That was heartfelt. Once we found out the backstory of what she went through to get there that day and how excited we were to get there that day, we understood God meeting us there, you know, for her. And so that's how that award came about. And so we still, we have we have one to give away this month. We, we know who that person is. Last month we weren't able to contact um, the young lady or connect with her yet. But we have someone for November and we're going to continue, you Come know, on. we're going to continue because it's just God's work. It's the people that he's choosing to do something for. We don't we don't have to know everything they're going through. We just have to know the God that they're crying out to. So that's where we at. We just ears, hearing. Amen. Amen. So tell everybody where they can find you. They can find me at home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> no, I'm on Facebook. It's under my name, Kathy LaFleur. You know, my IG name, Reverend Kathy LaFleur or Rev K on Instagram. I don't even know all the hashtag stuff. I just know I'm there. I'm present. Pride of the West District Women's uh, Department. You can find us on Facebook there. You can find me at New Revelation Baptist Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. under my pastor, Dr. M. Christopher Brown II, 615 West Van Buren Avenue. You just, I mean, I tag pastor Chad. i don't know my hashtags and symbols and signs <laughs> i don't i don't keep up with it like that i just go on do what i do and get off you showing your 53-ness right now hey <laughs> 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 
created a page for people to see, and it is really not for me. It's it's for the folks. Right. Amen. My real life is not displayed on Facebook. You know, it, it's it's. Ain't it all? You can find me at home for real. Like right. I'm the I I'm the grandmother with the rollers in her hair and the, you know, the house shoes and five different colors. You know, my husband called me. What what he call me? Black mama. He said, oh, you black mama today. I'll be having, like, 20 different colors, rollers, not dress. He's like, oh, okay. Gra- grabbing, <laughs> grabbing, grabbing the jacket. Grabbing the jacket. Tell you, put your shoes on for school. Yeah. yeah. That's black that's mama. That's me. That's black mama. Amen. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to just say, and I'll say it quickly, that um, we thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having we me. We really appreciate it. Um, it's crazy how much growth I've seen Amen. within the six months. Man, you helped me a lot. Like, you first coming already, <laughs> I was nervous. Jesus, tell him. Now you sit here like a professional. Right. So God was, per- God was molding you so that when you do interviews other places, it's like nothing. Oh, give me this mic. Hello. Yeah, mic check one, I, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I just... Um, appreciate it. you've been like a spiritual mom. Amen. I really appreciate you being there and actually caring, especially Amen. during a lot of transition and yeah. dark times for myself. Yeah. I really appreciate you being there for me. And yeah, I, I just thank you. Amen. For being around. I love you. Yeah, you I help me a lot. Too, yeah, Son. Been, you, you, right? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> no, you help me a lot. He, you really have, so I thank you for your contribution into my radio uh, endeavors. It really has helped me. Yeah. I, I I am shy. You probably can't tell, but I am shy. You can't tell it no more. Yeah. In the front, yeah. in the begin, in the in the beginning, you could have, but not now. I don't understand because he when he called, oh yeah, well, I want you to be on the radio. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> he sure did say what. <laughs> <laughs> what? Me? Yeah. Show? Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Why not? And then right after, I said, and we hosting that mountaintop. Oh, oh yeah, huh? Because that was right after that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I joined the team one day and was hosting the next day. That's how Jay do you. Got to step into And now look at you. Oh, nominated for awards. A couple of them. Right? <laughs> this boy got pipes. Fave of my life. Fave of my life. Like Leland would say. Fave of my life. My Lord. Amen. <laughs> so, Cletus... Cletus. Cletus I said I'm gonna me. vote him out. What you keep? Let me vote him out. No, you can't vote Cletus out. We can't get a new piano player. <sighs> then we gotta. He gotta make a whole new song. That's gonna be our outro. Everything's fine. No, it's not. Cletus has been old faithful. He's been old faithful, but he's been late. <laughs> late, late, Cletus. Amen. I'm just gonna. Amen. Chris's t- team get rid of Cletus. Hashtag get rid of Cletus. I'm gonna keep Cletus. Cletus is old faithful. The so, deacons gonna have a meeting. You don't, de- run, you don't run nothing here. This deacons run everything. Been a deacon for I'm gonna have to talk to the executive board about this. You don't Amen. still run nothing. It's the deacon board here. That's the deacon. So, yeah, make sure that you go download Noita Radio app. Go follow Noita Radio on Facebook, Instagram. And Twitter, and um, yeah, one thing I want to leave with you today is.
take a step in someone else's shoes, you could be able to help them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, um, I believe with you today. Follow the voice of the Lord. Yes. That's one key thing she kept saying, that she kept hearing God give her instruction. And when he gives you instruction, it's literally probably to save your life. Yes. Right. So right. if God speaks to you, shows you something, it would be wise for you just to go ahead and follow it the first time so you don't have to go through a whole bunch of extra stuff. Oh, exactly. just, yeah, just just go ahead and do it. That's what, I, that's what I'll leave with you. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Ooh. Yeah, he just wants us to be obedient. We can't give back what he already gave. We can't even pay for what he paid for. So just obey. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see y'all Wednesday. Amen.